But I'm just going to freestyle. All right, we're recording the uh, episode. By the way, uh, did you see that we have uh, more than... Freddie, did you see we have more than one Dan Duran on the show today? <laughs> yes, this is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you just... Listen, let's not give it away yet, because yeah. Dan doesn't know what we're talking about. I didn't no. think you were going to give that much away. I, I didn't know we were supposed to keep it a, a secret. Yeah. And I didn't know you didn't know that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I so had no idea, up? wait a minute, that there was some coverage or we were supposed to keep this on the down low. I just thought it would be very cool if Dan Duran didn't know. And then all of a sudden at eight o'clock, you do this and introduce the, this person. And then he goes, oh, what? Something of that nature, the way he does. <laughs> well, now, now I'm embarrassed. He often speeches like <laughs> That's a woman. Right. Oh, what? <laughs> what is that? Well, okay, well, so just Dan, you just hang around. Uh, if for some reason you, you leave, we need you to come back around 8 o'clock. Well, well you know, we know what? Let's just see how in the next uh, few minutes go. All right. Let's, let's see. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to begin with this. Uh, this is sort of weird because, you know, I'm a very, uh, you know. So on Twitter the other day, Dan and Fred... One of our uh, audience listeners says, um, where did it start? It said, uh, he was replying to something that Toronto Mike had, had posted. And he says, I still maintain that Howard has the best radio voice in the history of radio. Obviously, you know, that's ridiculous. I said something like, well, that's very high praise considering I don't personally rank myself in the top 1,000. Ha ha. You know, being self-deprecating. He comes back with that, what I thought was an interesting question. He said, all jokes aside, Howard, who would be in your top spots? Maybe just keep it to Canadian radio. And I said, well, um, are you talking about voices or are you talking about talent? And that's where I would bring you two into this, which is over the course of my career, I worked with a lot of guys that had great voices, but weren't necessarily, you know... Um, how do I put it? Like they were great announcers, but they weren't great personnel. Um, you know what I mean? Like they weren't morning guys, etc. Well, like that one guy we worked with, million dollar voice, ten cent brain, that type of thing. That's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who? Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. the the play by no the uh, post game guy. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a couple of guys over there that fit that bill. Yeah, I know. Anyway, but. I don't know who it would be for you, but for me, taking me out of this, the guy that had the best voice and was the most talented, like the combination, was a guy that I uh, admired greatly when I was starting out, a guy named Doc Harris in uh, Vancouver. Did you ever know him, Dan, or know of him? I know. I knew of him, uh, but I never, I never met Doc Harris. So I did the all-night show and he uh, before his morning show, but I admired him. He was somebody that I... You know, sort of did a, an impression of in terms of the way I, the, my style. But one of those guys, great voice, mm-hmm. good broadcaster. Who would that be for you, Freddie? Hands down, no questions asked, Peter Griffin of Pete and Geats. Pete had a great voice, uh, a fantastic laugh, highly intelligent, very funny, knew how to use the people around him. Yeah, hands down for me, Peter Griffin. Daniel? 
Hmm. I mean, obviously, taking me out of this equation because <laughs> yes, well, you're well, the you top know, of my just, Let me just interject. That's hard when you sit beside somebody and work with them all the time. You're not hearing them the same way that the listener would too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's all. Um, no, well, that is it. hard for me because like, I, mm-hmm. you guys are far and above the. Uh, Far and above for me, the best hosts I've, oh, I've yeah. been around. Well, that, that you know, taking Humble and Fred out of the equation <laughs> because crazy. because that uh, you know that's that goes without saying. You know, I, it would be uh, maybe one of the guys I listened to when I was growing up, and I just thought it was like at Ched Ched Six Thirty Ched in Edmonton, where our friend uh, Danny Kingsbury ended up for a little while. Yeah, uh, West Montgomery was yep. the morning show there. And he was he was big in my early radio because he was like he just had yeah and his voice even wasn't the most amazing voice it's just he had a great command of of being that guy in Edmonton yeah. for everybody that was the station right so that would be my my contribution there but there's lots of guys with great voices that that I can well I worked with three didn't. of them I worked with Lee Marshall Bill mm-hmm. Hayes and uh, Dan Williamson. And those three, right. fantastic, probably the three best voices that I ever worked with. I'm not saying they were, and they were great announcers. Same with guys like Cooper. You know, they were great announcers with, you know, good voices, big voices. Yeah, it's hard to, like, see, I never grew up listening to Top 40 AM radio the way you guys did. I was... Mm-hmm into sports early and again more of the information side even from a a young age and a lot of those guys that had great voices didn't even get the opportunity to really to show their you know it was just back selling songs quick one fast jokes and stuff like that yeah and i think you know with the advent of fm radio and the ability to talk more and sort of air out points and extend jokes or concepts or bits you 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 started to gain a better appreciation of who had the voice and the brain right no exactly yeah um i just thought it was an interesting uh question because i yeah. you know it is interesting because i'm going back through my whole career of radio stations like one after the other thinking of which uh which voices are do you remember don west he had a pretty good voice don west was our he was a good voice he's the guy that uh gave me my name yeah mm-hmm. he um he was doing afternoons in moose jaw and was our boss and at the time i was 17 and he would have been mid-30s so i was intimidated and uh one night i never said you know i didn't know what to say to the guy i was a kid i was just got i was literally in high school or just out of high school and one night i was following him i filled in for the eight to midnight guy and he said uh hey, hang on saskatchewan humble howard glassman's next mm-hmm. and i was like <laughs> wow and it was born and i was uh i just thought it was dumb he turns his mic off and he said you know there's a guy in la named humble harv he said you should uh that's what you should call yourself humble humble howard and i was like uh i don't think so and uh and i did and that's why i'm here that's why it says humble behind us yeah there were two guys in toronto and again, not so much. Well, Tom Rivers had a pretty good voice, but Tom Rivers was pretty funny. Yeah, too. in a in a you know in a top forty a.m. Absolutely great great personality. Great personality. He was very dry, and sometimes he would say stuff, and you'd have to think about it. And uh, 
he was good. And, and then Jane Nelson, a chum for years. Yeah. Not the greatest voice per se, but just another one of those guys that made you laugh. Really and and that's why when this uh, listener, I, I should mention him, very nice man. Um, of course he's a nice man. He says you have the best voice in this is true of Brady. Well, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I will tell you, like, I've never thought of myself as having, like, a traditionally great voice like Dan or Dan Williamson or Lee Marshall, those guys. Like, I never really thought of, because I, and then that's not what I wanted to be. The fact that he thinks I have a good voice is nice, but, you know, that's really was never the big selling point of my act. You know what I mean? Like, no, and I see that from a million miles away because you, you know, you know, the voice is, as you say, is one thing, but what you're all about is what you're saying, not right. And, 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 and how and it, it sounds while you're saying it. Right. And, and with the exception of my first three or four years in the business, it's never been about, you know, you know, putting on the big radio voice guy. And that's why it sort of surprised me. That's why I would say you almost have to split the categories because guys like, you know, me, Rivers, you know, uh, those type of people weren't really about the voice. But then there were guys that we mentioned that had great voices, but just sort of did regular jock shows. Mm hmm. Well, remember, Mike Cooper said to us when we went to the mix, we had done Mojo for a couple of years, and he said flat out, I could, hey, guys, I could never do that. And we said, oh, yeah. Yeah, sitting in that little office one day, he said, yeah, I'm going to admit it. I couldn't open that microphone and talk for 15 minutes. And uh, it was interesting. But again, he had never been groomed that way. He had never, he had not evolved that way. So uh, why would he? Well, yeah. some guys make that transition. Uh, anyways, I want to uh, segue into another little radio anecdote. So I was in Belleville last uh, week for a couple of days uh, doing that little golf thing. And it had been a long time. I don't know about you two. A long time since I'd heard local radio. And I certainly don't listen to a lot of terrestrial radio in Toronto. But I was sitting in the hotel. uh you know, it was one of those quality inns or whatever they have. They, they, they serve breakfast. You know, those, they're all the same breakfast, too. They're all like these fucking weird sausage-looking things. And then they have this fold-over omelet. And, uh, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Hard-boiled mm-hmm. eggs for some reason. They all have hot. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But I, I'm sitting there for about an hour reading this book and uh, listening to this morning show from Belleville. And I'm just trying to find their names. Uh, Mark and Charity. And at first, you know, I was just listening to music and these people come on in between the songs. But pretty quickly, I noticed that they were pretty good. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I started to pay more attention to them. And and I don't know, after about a half an hour, I thought, you know, for a Belleville morning show, I don't know who these people were. I thought, you know, they're they're doing a nice job. He was good. She was good. They weren't they weren't cheesy and they were just really good. I don't know, you know, for and I hate to keep saying for a local morning show, but just as a morning show in that style, they were very, very good. So I quickly uh, went online and I found out who they were. And I just tweeted to the radio station, you know, hey, these guys are good. Good job, Mark and Charity, whoever they were. 
And the person who runs the radio station account comes back and goes, uh, oh, well, uh, thank you. We love Mark and Charity, too. Like, no, no, which is fine. I'm like, oh, that's great. And that's how I found out who they were. So then I see that it's them. And then I tweet to them directly. And uh, they come back with, uh, I said something like, you guys are doing a great job this morning of, you know, sort of professional and not cheesy. Something Fred and I might try, <laughs> might, might, might have tried. <laughs> something like that. Like a little self-deprecating Humble and Fred thing. And they come back and they're like, high praise at Humhow. Today's brush with greatness? Check. And uh, anyway, the reason I mention it is not only good, not because they were, I guess they thought it was cool that I did that, but also to the idea that not a lot of radio people, and you can talk to, talk to this, Fred, get unsolicited feedback. You know what I mean? Like, you can imagine. They don't get a, I'm sure they don't get a lot of people saying, hey, great job this morning, or... You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know what I'm sorry. No, I get it. No, no, you're, you're right. Often because people may think it, they just don't have the time to do it. Well, but even, right? but other radio they people don't, don't, don't do it. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. But again, you're, you've always been like that. A lot of radio people would hear them and think, oh, they're pretty good. And that would be the end of it. But you take that extra step. You've always done stuff like that, yeah. which is very charming. Is it charming is a word? Yes, is it charming? Well, I just thought they were good, <clears throat> and I, and I thought you know for whatever they were doing and whatever you know what's the word I'm looking for help or coaching they get they were doing good. I don't know. I, I have no idea how old they are and uh, how long you're in Belleville doing mornings, but they did a nice job. Yeah, which leads us to the next uh, point here. If you're a good, solid little morning show in Belleville, what do you aspire to be? Because, you know, you've, we've often talked about Big Fish Little Pond. So you're in Belleville uh, working at a radio station. You're not making a lot of money, but you're living comfortably, say. What's happened in the major markets where they're not paying as much as they used to, especially for morning shows? What do you aspire to? Do you want to, like, come to Toronto and make not nearly as much money as previous people did in Toronto and then be dropped into this market with the cost of housing and on and on and on and on and on. So that whole attitude, I'm sure, has changed. I mean, think about it. If Chastity or what the other guy's name, if they have a couple of kids, say, mm-hmm. you know, years ago, would yeah, I want that Toronto job because I'm going to triple, quadruple my salary. Well, that may not apply anymore. So... Again, it's that whole structure of radio now that's changed dramatically. Uh, no, it's a good point because they're, uh, they're not growing the young talent the way they used to, and the young talent that, gro- that grows and develops might just be better off staying where the fuck they are. Well, I'll tell you what, Mark and Charity, Charity, not Chastity, mm-hmm. uh, that was a different morning show. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there, I th- from what I can gather, it sounded to me like they were somewhat grown up. I don't think they're young broadcasters aspiring to come here. But yeah. that is a really interesting thought because when I was in Moose Jaw, I wanted to get to Vancouver. When I was in Vancouver, I wanted to get to Toronto. When, you know, when you're in Toronto, you want to do mornings, etc. But they're never going to pay what they were paying to uh, disgrace broadcaster John Derringer, full name. Mm-hmm. Um, that's never going to happen again. And so what's the point for Mark and Charity to come here to make maybe a little bit more money? But as you say, the cost of living is way more than it would be in Belleville. Mm -hmm. And if you're the big fish in that pond, which is a nice pond, you know, Prince Edward County and a beautiful place to live. You don't have the stupid traffic we have. I would say to them, stay there, Mm -hmm. you know. 
I was working with oh. the morning show in London years ago, just for a brief time. And I did. Right. I told him that you don't have to come to Toronto. One of them did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tucker uh, works with um, Maura Gerson. But I told him, you don't need to come here. It's not the, there's other places to work. Yeah, that whole landscape has changed. Because even if you, if you work in Belvin and you have a nice little home and your life is set up, again, comfortably, even if they double your salary and then all of a sudden you're in what you just described, at, at the end of the day, is it worth it? Yeah. You know who made that mistake? And uh, at the time, I remember having this conversation with Lumbee. And I was, I think it was a mistake. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because there were some personal things as well. But when Mike Richards left Calgary, I thought, man, I don't know why you'd want to come back. I mean, yeah, there were some, <clears throat> there were some personal things. I'm just talking about as a career move, um, moving back to Toronto. It was some, he wanted to be closer to some family. So I get that. But as a career move, he was making pretty good to great money in Calgary from what I understand. And he owned the market. Who and are you talking about right now? Lumbee or No, Mike Lumbee's Richards? friend. I remember having oh, the conversation oh, okay, right, right, okay. with Mike with Lumbee about <clears throat> Mike Richards. Oh, I, I get it. Okay. Yes. And he was saying, hey, Richards is coming back to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, at this stage in my life, I would probably look at staying in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Because who needs this bullshit? You know, a lot more. No, it's true, though. Like you well, do. The stakes are higher. The stakes right. are higher. And, uh, you know, you get fired quicker. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of nonsense that comes with having this job. Yeah, all good points. All good points. And, uh, you know, I don't know what a morning show in Belleville would pay, but. And you have to balance the thing is, you know, maybe I'm not making as much money as I would if I was doing another job, even in Belleville. But I live in this nice environment and I get up every day and do a radio show for four hours. That's a pretty good way to make a living, even if it's not in the most money I could make, you know. Oh, yeah. But you have to balance all that stuff, especially if it's a passion of yours and and I can tell you from being in that area for a couple of days, you know, they don't have the same traffic issues, the train, same oh. aggravation issues. and No. And then coming here, you're just more exposed. And, you know, maybe at one point in Mark and Charity's development, they wanted to come to Toronto. Or maybe they didn't. But maybe at, years <laughs> ago, that was kind of the, for younger broadcasters, I think it was like, can you get to the major markets and wouldn't everything be great? Yeah. But about a week after I got to Vancouver, I remember calling my dear friend Dan Duran, who was still in Moose Jaw, and went, hey. Going on the air in Vancouver is exactly the same. <laughs> I did. I would because we all yeah. just when you're in Moose Jaw, you just imagine that things in Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal just are magical. A couple of weeks in, I'm like doing the all night show. It's four in the morning. I'm just singing. I'm just interesting and sitting there introducing songs like I did at the studio on Main Street. Mm-hmm. And I said to Dan, it's exactly the same. I had the same opinion when I moved to Van, uh, to San Francisco, San Francisco with yeah. the radio there. I was like taken with, you know, the whole idea. This is a big time, right? You know, fifth largest market or whatever. In, in, uh, and it was just like, wow, I'm in San Francisco. And it's really, it's actually worse than Canadian <laughs> <That's> radio. Right. <laughs> same problems <laughs> exist. Same problems, same, same batch of people. Dickhead same music directors. Of- yeah, same. It does. It is no different. It's not yeah. bigger time. It's just. Uh, it's it, in fact, it's smaller time in in so many ways. Think about when you guys moved to Toronto too. Toronto was a lot different 
then than it is now. You could sort of, you know, it, it wasn't as populated. It wasn't as dense. It wasn't as built up. It wasn't as rat racy as it is now. I yeah. mean, that's 30 years ago. So even wanting to get to Toronto and even the cost of living ratio wise was a lot less than it is now. So you get a good bump in salary to come to Toronto and you actually realize that that bump, right? No, I, you know, I, I came here uh, to work with you for not uh, somewhat more than I was making in Montreal. Mm-hmm. But because I was sort of the second guy on the show, Lumby was the host. And I was being paid way less than him. Basically, they offered me the money that Lumby was making in Montreal to come here to Toronto. It was more money than I was making, but it wasn't more money than a morning guy in Montreal would have made. Um, Funny you say that. I was was driving through Brampton the other day, and I saw the uh, population. And it made me remember that when I moved here in 1989, the population was in the early 300s, 335, 40, whatever. It's over 600,000 people now. And what I thought was between Mississauga and Brampton, forget Toronto, that's 1.3 million people. You know, Mississauga's in the sevens, Brampton's in the sixes, Hamilton's in the sixes now. It used to be in the threes and fours when we moved here. Outside of the actual city of Toronto, there's a couple million people that live here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, crazy. And when you and I started, it's funny how this has come, because one of the things I wrote come full circle, because one of the things I was remembering as I got to the little studio today is that we're coming up to the 11th anniversary of starting the podcast. Mm -hmm. But to yesterday's conversation about Mel turning 40 and me coming to her seventh birthday party, you know, you and I, when we first started this, a lot of the people that we've mentioned in the first little segment here, mm-hmm. they're not, we're, we're the only ones. Other than Marilyn, who's doing a show with someone else, there's nobody left that was on the air when you and I did the Humble and Fred show for the first time in August of 1989. No. I was just going to ask that. Who's the oldest uh, in, in the market right now? Who's been, been in the morning show the longest? Besides other us? Marilyn and I. Yeah. Other, other than morning show, other than Marilyn? On tre- on tre- That's a great question. Um, might be Roz and Mocha. Yeah, it would be. Okay. Yeah. No, it would be Roz and Mocha. They've had a good run there. Uh, Tucker and Mora have been doing a show together for for not, I'd say, at least a decade, maybe in that in that neighborhood. But 33 years ago, Don Dingard was on the air, Roger, Rick, and Marilyn, Jesse and Gene, mm-hmm. Brother Jake. Tom Rivers was still doing a morning show. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. It was uh, that, well, I, I don't want to say the big leagues. That wouldn't be fair to the current people, but because this, it's the big leagues now. It just, it's different. It's just different. Yeah. But that's a great question. Uh, who would be the longest running sort of continuous show? Is, it's got to be Rosamoke. I can't think of anyone else. And they do a great job. They're really talented. You know what? I can't say I've ever really heard it. No, they're good. You'd you'd be impressed. Uh, Bob uh, Willette was one of the first people to say to me, "Hey, you should listen to those guys. They're they're sort of humble and Fred esque." By the way, the other and and we forgot another long running morning guy is our friend John Moore. 
Yes. Yeah. So he's got to be pushing 20 years, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah. Doing mornings? I don't know how yeah. long mornings, but close. Hmm. Yeah. You know, you talk about that Brampton population sign. Funny. I, no- man, I noticed it the other day, too, almost at 700,000. When I moved here in 1980, it was 135,000, the population. Seriously. And I remember those population uh, projections. They would say, hey, you know, in 40 years from now, this will be the population. You think there's no way as if we're that with how's that going to happen? And here we are. And listen, I'll tell you, it's almost 700,000. And even the, the development around me, it's just crazy. Oh, yeah. That'll that'll be a million in no time, brother. Yeah, well, I was back in Calgary in the spring, and when Dan and I lived there, it it was nowhere near the population of Edmonton. Edmonton was closer to, I think, in the high nines, and Calgary was always in the sixes. Both of them are now like 1.3, 1.4 million people. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of which, Alberta has started a campaign, an advertising campaign here in Ontario. It's called Alberta is Calling, and directly trying to entice Ontarians to move to Alberta, giving comparisons on home prices and wages and cost of living. And that's got to be enticing for a young fella who's got a little bit of talent, be it in radio or anything else, to know that, you know, a house in Toronto that costs $1.5 million costs about 600000 in Edmonton or the north part of Calgary. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And your wage, your wage may actually be higher. So, uh, like, you you may see a shift like that. Yeah, and I would say that that all makes sense. The the only thing is, you know, I can just tell you from living there, it's winter there already. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. it's uh, you have to live there. (laughs) Um, One other little story before we move on from radio. It's funny you contact a radio station. by Twitter or whatever, text, whatever it was. And uh, I did that, too, a couple of weeks ago. You know, I often listen to The Canoe, C-K-H-A, Canoe FM from Halliburton. And I sent them an email a couple of weeks ago. And But I had a problem with the radio station. Oh, it's because you. I enjoy it all the time. It's really hokey. So hokey, but charming. There's that word again. I just enjoy listening to it because it's just so real. But when I get up on a Sunday morning, it's all religious stuff. <laughs> Like the gospel music and the guys talking about God and everything, like from 7 o'clock to 10 a.m. So I just sent them a note saying, I love this radio station so much. Why all of a sudden on a Sunday morning is it not inclusive? Why is it just for people that buy into religion? And and, and one specific religion. Yes. And I, I was quite serious. I have not received a reply because maybe it went onto the desk of the person that actually does the show, but I thought it's just bizarre. This radio station, it's inclusive and fun all week long, hmm. and then all of a sudden on Sunday morning, it's just for those people. It's cool. just... Uh, it, it, as I, 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 I haven't received a response, and I don't even know what that response would be if I got a response, but that was my latest interaction with a radio station. <laughs> That's great, though. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I understand that. Because whenever I hear somebody mention Gord these days or Baby Jimmy, yeah. um, <laughs> I always think, like, Mm-hmm. It's that's the most exclusive club because they're saying, you know, like even when they do that thing, you know, God bless America. Which God are you talking about? Yes. Which one of the 3000 deities that mm-hmm. are uh, available for planet Earth are you? Because, uh, 
<laughs> it just seems to be like there's the one that's then that's the problem. Let's get back to uh, Dan Dan's like, oh, great. Now I have to defend religion for the next couple of minutes. But <laughs> it's all all tied in. It's the fat rise of fascism, the white God, the white country. It's all coming back, my friends. You're, we're, we're having some retro 30s action going on in the world right now. And it's pretty yeah. scary. Well, that was my sort of my point to them like i think it's misplaced as a morning show on sunday have your religion show at 11 o'clock at night or something great but really because it's so hardcore it's even somebody that may you know believe on some level of you know the sky muppet or whatever um this is hardcore on Sunday morning. It's like, ah, it, it's creepy. I find it creepy. Dan, okay? creepy. Maybe, maybe you can. I know the Jewish high holidays are on right now. Rosh Hashanah. And then, of course, in Jewish land, in the Jewish world, uh, Saturday morning is when they have the services. But in the other, you know, in, in, in that religion, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't want to be disrespectful to uh, Muslims. I'm not sure what the holy day is. But why is it? How did Sunday morning develop as the one time that you made an appointment? You know, appointment, God viewing, whatever. How did that? Is that some? Was that something in the Bible about God's only available between nine a.m. and noon on Sunday morning? <laughs> if you want to talk to God, that's really a good time for Him. That deserves looking up. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. I used to know this, but well, of course, Sabbath, Sunday, Saturday yeah. is really the day, right? That and that and well, well, that's what the Jews do. Yeah, well, and and you know, Christianity came from the Jewish religion, really. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how it morphed, but it did somehow. Maybe because that was Sunday. Sunday was the day that God rested, or Gord rested after he made mm-hmm. the word. The no, world. That was, sa- that was a Saturday. That was sa- the Sabbath. Well, how'd they screw that no, up? No, well, maybe, I think I think maybe, Sunday. Maybe was they a moved day. it because of Hockey Night in Canada. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. They were like, "Hey, there's a yeah. good game on Saturday night." No, I, the Sabbath yeah. was always Sunday, was it not? Why? Well, listen, shouldn't one of us know this? Yeah. Um, hey, teachers, uh, kids should. Listen, listen, we got to uh, move on here because we need to start the show. Let me just uh, send this person a message. This is okay. Really let me weird. just make make one more point about yes. religion and being fair. Yes. Because it's well established here, we think all religion is stupid yes you know dolly wall is that what they call it oh okay the indian holiday yes uh this indian or i hope i'm being inclusive there whatever that holiday is for whoever it falls on october 24th this year which is the municipal election date and people from that community have said well wait a second why would you have an election on such a special holiday for us and somebody might react by saying well come on that's fringe we're not used to that it's not part of our history like why we ch- should we make that consideration mm. well history um shows that they've moved it a couple of times for jewish holidays yeah but they should move it <clears throat> or they should either because obviously they would never have an election around uh, Christmas or any of the Christian holidays. Oh, no. But at this point, in, two, George in, forbid. Two, in 2022, if we want to be all-inclusive, that isn't fair. It they isn't. should move it. Yeah. Because all religions are stupid, but if we're going to recognize one, we should recognize them all. And we'll call that the All Religions Are Stupid yeah. Act. Um, listen, we got to get the show started because there's not one, but two. Dan Duran's uh, uh, on the program. Stand by. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from Humble and Fred Studios in trendy Toronto, Peterborough, and from beautiful Brampton. And is brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and Health Gauge. 
And now here are two men that like to share what they think everyone should be doing and stuff people should not do yes. and couldn't be bothered doing it themselves. Yes. Yeah. It's humble and friends. Whatever he said. Uh, Dan Duran, stick around. Um, and uh, everyone else, we uh, had to rebook this guest, Karen. Zeifman is also standing by in about 15 minutes. We're going to talk to her about her uh, fantastic new book. And uh, before we get to our uh, very first guest here, hang on a second. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, this was weird. I'll, we'll explain how we came to find out that there was not one, but two Dan Durans. <laughs> but first, this important message. During your commute again. Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. Our producer, uh, Toronto Mike, came across this uh, image. This, uh, I guess it was a... um a uh, little PPR thing about a uh, it's it's a uh, something going on at Festival Hall, and it's uh, elevate elevatefestival.ca says presented by TD and and, and some of the speakers included uh, the CTO and risk advisor at Rhino Cybersecurity. Please welcome Dan Duran <laughs> to our program. Yeah. Uh, Is this Dan, yeah, welcome, sir. Where are we talking to you from? Where are you? Uh, I'm a Kitchener. Oh, okay. Yes. Now, do you know, did you know about your namesake, the other Dan Duran? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. For about uh, probably 10 years. Really? Hello, Dan Duran, the man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta, I gotta love this, man. Double D. <laughs> Hey, all the same things are happening to us, right? Hey, double D, yeah. <laughs> double D. Yeah. So at yeah. what point did you decide to take that name? Well, it is my name, right? It's That's your actual my... real, real name? Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, my, my name is Danilo. So oh, okay. I, my, my short ver- version, I guess, is Dan. So Danilo Duran is your actual name? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, but see, that makes more sense. See, yeah. his actual name is not Dan Duran. Okay. Right. It has nothing to do with Dan Duran. He just oh. made that up. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe our Dan Duran should drop it. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm a, I'm a yeah, big fan. Of Dan. I'm a big yeah. fan. Yeah, and, well, and I, I remember back in the days uh, in uh, I think yeah, 2010. Uh, I tried to get your domain, so danduran.com, and I, I noticed it was taken. It was you, and then I noticed that you were a radio host in in Toronto. And I'm like, wow, this guy's pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, do, now, uh, what what do you do? What is uh, um, Rhino Cybersecurity? Is that your company? Yes, yes. So I'm the uh, chief technology officer, and basically, we do cybersecurity for uh, big enterprise, smaller to smaller, medium sized enterprises. Uh, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's been a roller coaster. I mean, you know, nowadays with uh, cybersecurity and hackers and attacks and all of that, uh, it, it is uh, it, it is a hot industry to be in, right? So it's not. This isn't a situation of you being Dan Duran, um, the personality. It's more your name just happens to be Dan Duran, and you're doing this sort of seminar, and you happen to be on the poster. Is that the deal? Yeah. 
I think so. Uh, well, you know, uh, I'm trying to build a personality for myself, right? All so right. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I have a TikTok channel with 50,000 uh, subscribers. And, cool. Uh, oh, um, wow. You know, I do videos. I do uh, podcasts. I have a live podcast every Friday at 12 o'clock uh, that talks about cybersecurity and stuff. I I do radio um, interviews and things like that. Uh, and then I I was a keynote speaker at, uh, at Elevate. All is Dandoran. <laughs> That's right. All is Dandoran. What you just said. How confusing. Mother from another mother. All Dan. Uh, okay. Uh, other Dan. Uh, Daniela. Uh, all the things you could be doing, Dandoran. <laughs> yeah, all the well, things. You know, Dan Duran sp- spreading the branding name, spreading wow. the brand, spreading the brand. That's exactly. awesome. Um, so, is your last name Duran? No, no, it's not. He just no. pulled it oh, out of the air. No. I told you that. You're an imposter. No, no, he, but he's that. been Dan Duran. Listen, um, I don't know. Um, a Rhino Dan Duran. What's it we'll call you? Mm-hmm. Um, from Rhino uh, Security, Cybersecurity. Rhino uh, Dan Duran. Dan and I. Uh, have been working together since 1978. And in 1983 or so, we were doing a morning show together in Calgary. And Dan was a character on my show. And we were doing this bit where uh, we were, it was called the police blotter. And we would do funny crime stories. And he was Officer Giebert, his last name. Officer Officer Giebe. Officer Giebe. And one day, as the character Officer Giebe came to me, Captain Humble, and he said, I don't think I can get promoted to detective with a name like Giebert. And so I would like you to call me Dan Duran. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know. All right. Yeah, all right. If that's what you want. So he became, <laughs> no, he became detective Dan Duran. And that's how it started. Amazing. I, you know what? I, I was just born. I mean, I, I was born in 1977, right? So, wow. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. three of us are 400 years old, so don't worry about that. Um, so, something to <laughs> hey think guys, about. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. I love your show, guys. Yesterday, I was listening to a show about the uh, this uh, transgender with the big rack. And I was just, <laughs> yes, that's what we do. The big rack. That's what we do. Um, Rhino Dandoran, something to think about. A few years ago, Humble and Fred were served with papers being told we could no longer use the name Humble and Fred. It was some corporate thing. Anyway, it cost us three or $4,000 to yeah. maintain or continue to use our name. You might want to think about that. With <laughs> Oh, no. I right. want to think about I know. You know, Although, there might be a few bucks in it for you. <laughs> I love independent broadcasting, so I would oh, okay. probably never do that. Oh, well, we yeah. could just Dan tell Duran. you if, you're, if Rhino's, uh, Rhino Dandoran, if you're going to serve, if you're going to uh, sue other Dandoran, it's, there's not much left. There's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not. He's there's not. Nothing there. He's got no. You know, it's not a lot. Get a, he's got an old hot tub. I'm sure you could get. <laughs> I got some old speakers. It's got you some really work. cool speakers. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, Rhino Dan Duran, what a uh, what a pleasure to meet you. The CTO and risk advisor at Rhino Cybersecurity, and all those things that you mentioned, the TikTok and uh, YouTube. That I mean, obviously, you got a great voice. You got a great oh, setup there. Yes. And uh, I don't know what you're going to do with this clip, but you know, the old guys could. You know, we we can always use a little PR, a little pub. So maybe you oh, could absolutely. throw this out on the Tiki Talkie and uh, say I was absolutely. on with Humble and Fred on the other Dan Duran. That would be cool. Absolutely freaking. You know, uh, one of the things is that, you know, uh, cybersecurity is my passion. And I don't know if you guys uh, have heard uh, the news about Uber or, uh, you know, um, Rock, uh, what is it, um, um, EI, also um, getting hit by 
by hackers and stuff like that. So I got a little story about that. If you, I don't know if you have enough time for me or. Um, well, we do have another actually. guest standing by Rhino Dan Duran, but if you've got I'll tell you what, can you do it in 60 seconds or so? Okay. So, you know, um, sure. I can do that. Absolutely. So Uber, you know, Uber was hacked, right? A couple of days ago and it was done by a teenager, 18 year old. Right. Wow. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was digging a little deep, deeper and I found out that, uh, um, you know, um, the, uh, the the GTA game uh, uh, six was uh, also leaked uh, probably, you know, three days ago by teenagers. And I, I found out that there is this uh, hacker group that is ran by teenagers and they been hacking Microsoft and uh, a whole bunch of other companies. So it, it is a teenage ran hacker group wow. hacking and causing havoc everywhere. So this is, you, you would talk about this on your podcast probably, right? Yes. I, I, your Friday I podcast. So what's the name of that podcast? So Dan, 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 Dan Duran can listen to Dan Duran on the Friday. Sure. It, it is the Tech Lounge and it's on YouTube at 12 o'clock. So maybe you can reach me on uh, Get Cyber and uh, you can watch the podcast. Yeah. It's, right it's really, good, really good information. Right? Well, um, about things and news that, that are happening in the world of uh, hacking and, and cybersecurity. Well, listen, man, uh, anytime you need a little uh, push, you let us know, uh, Rhino Dan Duran. And uh, on behalf of uh, everyone, we certainly appreciate you uh, hanging out with us this morning. Sure. And uh, for both you, Dan Duran, and Rhino Dan Duran, here's a little Duran Duran. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Rhino, Dan Duran, all the best to you, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thank you Appreciate very it. much. Wow. Cheers. That was kind of weird, but I know. You know, it's like one of those movies, uh, you know, Bradley Cooper's in, where he meets himself in the past and the future, that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that, that, that's bizarre that that's his actual real name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> but I, I think I know the answer to this, but can you explain to everyone, because a lot of radio people change their name, you know, whatever, but did you actually, is it Dan Duran on all your licenses and all your, or is that, you still no, use your You radio? know, on my, my credit rating and everything else, uh, that's all tied together. They're, they're like, they point at each other so I can cash checks that way. I okay. could have at one point, uh, well, I suppose it's still, I could actually change my name. Uh, but you know, there just didn't seem to be the point. There's no advantage to me to do that. But. Okay. Yeah. Well, that anyway. was cool, man. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, we'll have right. Dan's news. Dan's coming back in a little bit. Not. Uh. You'll only be gone for a short time. Yeah. Because uh, we got to uh, get Dan out of here. He's got a very important uh, thing to deal with. Something. Uh, yeah. And, and it's, <clears throat> we'll be talking space again. Space. There's yeah. lots of space news. Yeah. We got some great space news, and we're going to get to our uh, guest uh, Karen Zeifman here in a second. But first, Freddie, let's talk about some of the fine people that are supporting this program. Yeah, like the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Uh, they've been around for uh, 40 years. 30,000 Canadian businesses are part of this. If you have a small business, you want to have a benefits package for your wonderful employees, this is the way to go. Go to chamberplan.ca, get a free quote. So many different um, uh, products under this umbrella. You know, you pick and choose what you want. They'll come up 
with a uh, a program that works for you. They just will. It's the Chamber Plan, uh, Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. Go to chamberplan.ca. Get a free quote today. Our uh, guest today is uh, our Gig Sky guest of the day. And I just got a note here from Rudra. Uh, they just gave yeah. away a grand prize. Did you see this? They just gave uh, away... Uh, uh, Go no, ahead. he sent me something uh, about Diwali. It's, oh, okay. It's, what did he say about it's Diwali? Called Diwali, not Dollywall or whatever. Oh, yeah, Diwali. Mm. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's just cla- he says someone just claimed my grand prize from GigSky. Thank you, GigSky, for the one year free data plan. Uh, access in more than 190 countries. Of course, we all know that. Uh, whoever won it is, uh, you know, that is so cool because. It's not just about the data when it comes to GigSky and, and being connected in over 190 countries. It also is about peace of mind as well. You, you got 100% data. And as I mentioned uh, more than once in the last couple of weeks, there's the GigSky Travel Rewards, which offers up to 50% cash back on over 850 hotels globally. Also, rental car reduction, theme park adventures. By the way, rental cars are gone. They've gone mad. Apparently, it's crazy to rent a car these days. So this is a great way to uh, mitigate some of that uh, cost. GigSky.com is where you download the app. Uh, Enter the code HF2022 for $5 off your first plan. Uh, Before we get to Karen, uh, apparently I've offended Edmonton Steve when I was saying about uh, the fact that, you know, moving out to Calgary at this time of the year would be like, you know, it's already winter, so of course he sends me a screen cap of our next three or four days here in Toronto, you know, 14, 15, 17, 19, Edmonton, 28, 21, 20, blah, blah, blah. And I go, that's nice. Too bad it's Edmonton. Yeah, that's right. You have and to that's live probably in- Fahrenheit, he's saying. You. <laughs> that's right. Um, uh, a few months ago, I got contacted by the uh, very nice uh, woman we're about to meet. And she asked me, uh, I'm assuming it's she, they asked me if I would write a little blurb for a book they were working on called Let's Talk About X. Let's Talk About X, Baby. Cautionary Falls, Fails. I'll get this right, Karen. I apologize. (laughs) Cautionary Fails of a Self-Proclaimed Expert on Bad Relationships. By day, she's a senior digital producer at uh, Rogers, but she's here talking about her new book, Say Hi. To Karen Zeifman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Kevin. Hi, guys. How are you? Is my thing working? Oh, yeah, you sound great. Okay, thank God. I've had nightmares for like weeks now. (laughs) I know, buddy. I know. We had you booked a few weeks ago. Um, Yeah. So the book is out now. Very uh, interesting. Tell us a little bit about it, and maybe you can explain. I, I thought I, I got the chance to read a little bit. It was very, very funny and very well written. And congratulations. But tell, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about it? Um, I, I, uh, I mean, like all women, um, we go through breakups. So I went through a breakup. Um, Jake, can you leave? Sorry, my son's making noise in the background. Um, I went through a breakup. And um, instead of turning into a psycho and doing psychotic things to the actual person, <laughs> okay. I thought, I'll just write it all down. And um, at the end of eight months, I had a book. I just had all these. I, I had broken up with one guy and then um, I had all this content that I thought would be great to 
put in a book. And um, that's sort of how it came came to be. It's from one relationship, the book or many it's, or uh, a few. It's based on two main relationships that I had over the past three years. But then I also talk about bigger issues that, um, you know, you know, from from dating, from just dating relationships from when I was in my 20s and that kind of thing. But the two last relationships that I had were they were such douchebags and they were and they just provided me with so much great stuff. I was like, I have a book on just these two guys alone, but I decided to bring in other topics and other issues. So that's why, you know, the ex-boyfriend from when I was 30s in there and just kind of I wove everyone in. Um, it's interesting. I, I, I had written a book or I put together this book years ago called The Slime That Men Do. And it was basically a, a radio bit I had done in the short time when I wasn't working with the Fred man. And it was just amazing to me when I put the call out to women on the show to see if yeah. they'd had any interesting stories or, uh, of encounters with the men. It was unbelievable. Um, when you started to mine your own story, though, I, I think from what I remember reading is it has such a universal appeal, even for, for men as well as women, because everyone's gone through breakups and you know, sometimes you think, okay, is it me or is it them? And in your case, it's mostly them. <laughs> right. I mean, I I kind of thought that I had so many, I had gone through so many experiences and they, and most of them are funny. Most of them, I mean, the whole book, I'm pretty much poking fun at myself, but I thought, hey, maybe I can help one or two people out there not you know do the opposite of what i did and you'll be good so i thought it sort of it sort of turned into this diary that turned into more of a help like helping other women and men a lot of men have read the book and they're yeah. mm-hmm. you know learning from it as well so what um describe uh one of these douchebags like how does one get douchebag status in your mind <laughs> Um, well, the two, so the two major guys that, um, that I talk about one was, you know, your typical, I mean, he looked great on paper, but it turns out he was an alcoholic and didn't have a job, but he didn't tell me that he wasn't working until, you know, well into the relationship when I had already fallen for him. Um, and you know, like little red flags would keep coming up all the time. Like he would, you know, he would he call. Am I allowed to swear on? Yes, you, you are. OK, <laughs> like he calls me up one day. He's like um, he got into a fight with some old religious. He lives in a in a in a, an apartment building and he got into a fight with one of the old religious women who lived there who she didn't take her dry, her clothes out of the dryer quick enough. And so he's <laughs> you know, she's got her four kids with her and he's like, you know, you're a fucking cunt. And he calls me up and. You know, and I mean, he doesn't think there's anything wrong with this. He, you know, there's just, there were just, you know, the road rage, the unemployment, (laughs) the, the just, you know, so I started noticing things. I started thinking, okay, you know, there are, there are signs that we should look out for. Like Mm -hmm. if a guy is living in an apartment building and you've got, he's got parquet flooring. (laughs) (laughs) That's a red flag. 
Most people don't agree with me on that one, but they're not doing as well as they say they're doing. That's if they're right. living on a, in, with parquet yeah. flooring. If they're having yeah. arguments, if they're having arguments about the fucking dryer in the building, they're probably not doing as well as they say they are. He got yeah. banned. He got banned from the from the basement. So <laughs> it started I mean, doing the laundry at your place, right? That's yeah, great. I mean, no, but um, he got banned know, from using of, the machines. <laughs> The guy who turns the garage into a man cave, red flag. Uh, not necessarily. Well, well guys usually do that after they're married. married. That's yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. 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 Once you're yeah, once you're married, that's kind of like your your one room. And speaking of which, because I, I was going to say you've got a son there at least, and you're you're looks like you're in some uh, nice home, and I saw a ring on your finger, so things have obviously worked out. No, no, no. I'm actually wearing. Two rings. Oh, this, okay. This one says fuck. Oh, <laughs> well, hello. And this one just reminds me that I'm funny. Fucking okay. funny. I love it. <laughs> I'm funny. So I have a ring that tells me I'm funny Aww. every day. But no, yeah, sorry. That's misleading. I am uh, still single and looking for the next person to write about. So, well. Um, The book is called Let's Talk About X, Baby, Cautionary Fails of a Self-Proclaimed Expert on Bad Relationships. Uh, Can we just ask a question? What does the senior digital content producer Rogers do these days? Um, Anything anything to do with online, the the Rogers.com or Fido.com. I do all the content basically for their their digital platform. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. that's a, that's a big job. Yeah, I mean it's 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 great. I'm very happy. I mean, as you guys know, I used to work in radio. I think I interned for you guys back when I was. What? Do you remember that, Howard? <laughs> you know, Karen, you're, you're talking to a man. I'm 62. He's 66, and uh, we don't. <laughs> when, when did you really intern for us at uh, where at the Edge or Mojo? At the edge, um, I won a scholarship from when I was going to Seneca College, and I won a internship at the edge. And I worked for you guys. It was very early in the morning. I couldn't handle it. Um, and you guys, yeah. So I, I think I worked for you guys for about two weeks, and then I went over to May Potts's. Oh, okay, show yeah, yeah. And, and and May Potts was one of the people, along with uh, Jeff Woods, who's going to be on with us tomorrow, and uh, Strombo, yeah. who uh, wrote some stuff for your that's pretty good company yeah i mean george was um is an ex-boyfriend of mine from 20 years ago so i thought he'd be perfect to write the forward so i just called him up and i was like hey i'm writing a book do you want to uh write the forward and he's he he agreed so i was very happy that he agreed to do that i said don't worry i didn't say i didn't yeah. like, his story i didn't say anything bad about him um but there is one instance where after George and I had broken up, I um, called him up at like two o'clock in the morning because I thought someone was robbed, like breaking into my apartment. And I called him up and I'm like, hey, can I uh, can I come over and, you know, I'm scared. And he's like, sure, come over. And so, you know, I hang up the phone. I'm plugging in my flat iron, putting on makeup. And I'm like, I'm a genius. I've got this all, you know, I'm going to get back together with this guy. So, you know, I drove to his house at two in the morning, crawled into bed with him. Nothing happened. He was 
very, very respectful. And um, yeah, we didn't get back together, but that I do talk about that in the book. And I talk about the idea of the theme of, you know, if you, you can't force relationships when mm-hmm. something's run its course and it's over, you know, you just have to accept it rather than turning psycho and pretending you're being robbed. And <laughs> good, good advice for anyone. Yeah, you, you can't force love. So there was someone breaking into your apartment. Well, was okay. this okay? That was not the truth because I was going to say somebody's breaking in, so you decide to go out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that yeah, was right. no, but, I mean, I just wanted an excuse to go over to. His well, I was going to say that a lot of people like you know the first sign of a break in, we all call Strombo. Yeah, <laughs> that's who you call. Um, listen, man, what a what a pleasure to meet you I, again. I apologize on behalf of both of us if uh, we didn't remember a two week internship twenty five years ago, but. Okay. Uh, a lot of days we're not sure what we're doing. Uh, listen, the book is called Let's Talk About X Baby Cautionary Fails of a Self-Proclaimed Expert on Bad Relationships. Available where, Karen? It's available um, at all Indigo bookstores, and you can also buy it online. It's selling out at most Indigos right now. So Good for um, you. you. Yeah, yeah. It's, do- it's doing really well. Yeah. Slime with uh, slime that men do. It was, yeah, a hot, exactly. it was a hot potato for a oh, while right. as well, right, Howard? Oh yeah, real hot potato. Maybe we can get our maybe we could get our books together and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, let's do let's do let's do an, an event. Oh okay, uh, that's that's what, is that what you kids call it nowadays? Uh, anyway, Karen Zeifman, all the best to you, my friend. Thank you. I hope that was okay for you. Yes, thank you for having me, guys. Oh, you're very very hey, welcome. Thanks, Karen. Bye, guys. Oh, Freddie, there you go. See, it's not easy for it. So everyone's out there struggling with something, man. There, Karen Zeifman. Uh... Well, senior digital content producer at Rogers, um, there have to be a lot, you know, a lot of guys' interest. She'd have to watch it, too, because, you know, those guys that are actually freeloaders and slobs, you know, they put up this front and they want to latch on to people with good jobs and good incomes. <laughs> yeah, it does. It happens all the time. Oh, does it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're so wise. You know, you see the world, you know it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, you know, you, you present yourself uh, one way, and next thing you know, you're, you know, moving in and stuff. You're something else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're a layabout. You're a layabout. Uh, Humble and Fred, like, we don't often talk about where we chart anymore. Um, and we're still solidly in the top 200 on uh, Apple iTunes comedy. And every once in a while, I look at the charts. It turned out the other day we were number 41 nice. in Tanzania. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not on the... Uh, hmm. We were, we, we, you know, we're still somewhere between 150 and 250 most days on the uh, Apple comedy podcast charts. But as far as Canadian produced shows, we're in the top 15, top 20 all the oh, time. Easy. But easy. I'm like... Could I pick out Tanzania? Could I? And I had to look up where it is. It's very beautiful there, actually. It's a uh, East African country known for its vast wilderness areas. Includes the plains of the Serengeti National Park. And uh, offshore lies the tropical islands of uh, Zanzibar. There you go. Who knows how popular uh, podcasts are over there? It's probably one of our listeners was over there yeah. at work or something and listened to our podcast and it registered. But I just think, it, you know, if we're that popular in Tanzania, maybe we do one of those live podcast tapings for the Tanzanians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then go on safari. 
<laughs> you know, that's one thing I don't get. And I'm like, despicable family, the Trumps. One of the things that they also do is they kill wild animals. You ever seen those pictures of Don Jr. and that uh, simpleton yeah. Eric having uh, yeah. killed a uh-huh. tiger or some shit? Uh-huh. Um, you know, Howie, speaking of Trump, um, a, a, a recent Canadian Leger poll found that 72% of Canadians, seems like a high number, think Donald Trump was responsible for January 6th. And I look at that, like almost three quarters. That's great. But is it? You mean there's one quarter of us out there, Canadians, who think he wasn't? That's a little disturbing. Like, I know in the States, it's about 55% think he was. So compared to that. But 20, like one in four of us actually thinks that he wasn't responsible. I, f- I find that a bit weird. Yeah, just re- review that again. 70% of Canadians. Three in four Canadians blame Trump for January 6th. Okay. Right? So 75% on the surface. Actually, it's 72% when broken down. Um, but I, that, again, that, most polls, that's lopsided. But in this case, it's just weird to me. Like... <laughs> But then again, you go online and you read the usual suspects and you understand there. Are so you're just, you think it should be more. Oh, more. Yeah. Like, that means 28 percent don't think he was responsible. Yeah. Like who are, yeah, yeah. Who are, these who people? are those yeah. people? Yeah. Who is responsible? Like, I mean, it's just so sickeningly sick. And then it's just so blatant. Yeah. Is what I'm well, I know I hear you. And, and I'm often fine. Well, I had CNN on last night when I was making dinner and I'm just fascinated by it. I'm really fascinated by the fact that more reporters, when they finally do get a Republican, you know, to answer any questions, mm-hmm. how I guess because, you know, you want to keep your gig. But how do you don't turn to them and go, OK, OK, all bullshit aside, you don't really you know, the election wasn't stolen. It's been mm-hmm. proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. And yet you're still out here, you know, whatever that word is, propagating or promoting or mm-hmm. perpetuating this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And as once again, just like religion, the people it hurts the most are the most gullible mm-hmm. and most um, at, you know, sort of at the the people in society that could really use a hand. Mm-hmm. God damn it. No, I know. I know. Uh, I'm just waiting for uh, Dan Duran to come back because I know he wants to talk about this space thing. I watched it last night. It was fascinating. Um I'm, I sent him a story yesterday, too. I didn't send it to you. I sent it to him wondering whether he'd want to use it. I, I just want to see if he does. Well, um, we're going to talk. It was, you, know, you know, so while we're waiting for him, uh, have you done anything about I've, I played the Bodog audio? Who was the Monday night game last night? That was the Giants in Dallas. Okay. You know what? I don't even uh, I didn't even check the result of that one yet, Howie. Well, here's the thing. We, we, we recommend, if you're going to bet on these games, there's no better place to do your betting than B-Dog, my friends. That's right, Bodog. Uh, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. You know, all sports, all events, the odds are there. Uh, You know, be responsible, but uh, it can be a lot of fun. Bodog. 
Dandoran. Uh, Dandoran yeah, is. is back. Hello, Dandoran. Hello. Hello. Uh, I you didn't send me any more audio, so I guess the uh, the uh, space yeah, song is just going to stand by itself. I don't think we. I you know we don't need to, to right. hear the other stuff that's coming coming up on that. All right. Uh, All yeah, right. Have you have you guys ever used? Uh, in your video world of watching shows and streaming and stuff, have ever you ever used Roku? No, that Roku system. I have not. Either of you? I've I, heard it of it. Drives me nuts. It's horrible. The the, the interface is just slow, and <clears throat> you got this remote control that's specialized for for Roku, and I just can't cannot stand it. Last night I was watching, you know, that that series Rings of Power. It's the uh, uh, Lord yeah. of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, cool. right? Yeah, it's very good. Uh, I was, yeah. I'm sorry for anyone. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say that um, while while Lisa and I were watching it last night, uh. like Fred, you have done this, where something they say with an accent, you couldn't figure out what it was. And I think it had something to do with feathered pants. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lisa was making fun of me because there's a seven second delay on her Roku TV. Uh, so you push a button, you wait seven seconds, and whatever you decided to do happens. So I was having a horrible time. She was making fun of me, and there was this one section we wanted to see the <laughs> the subtitles for. So I went through the whole menu, and you got to you know go down below the timeline and sort of select a thing, and you you know you select ca- closed captioning, and you're back in business. Yeah. And then so we did all that a couple of times. <laughs> we, I ended up with a with a. Oh, she kept calling me a, a bad clicker. She wants. Oh, to get that's it. interesting. I, I'm, I'm, so. Tell her I'm, I thought I didn't. I, I'm glad the word was clicker because I had no idea that there was. <laughs> She's. He's glad that the word was clicker. Anyway, um, easy now, Lisa. So, so I, I ended up on uh, on <laughs> on a different language Uh-oh. after all of that. A language I've never heard of before. It's Bahasa Malayu. Okay. So the subtitles are coming up from, as a Bahasa Malayu speaking person would that's, enjoy. That's the second official language of Brampton. <laughs> Surprised you didn't know that. I, I don't know about you, not. Fred, but I wish I had closed caption for this story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, I try to follow Make along. Make fun of me. So quickly, <laughs> just so we understand, Roku is it's an interface for for what? Oh, a lot of people have TVs with Ro- that are Roku TVs. Yeah, yeah but what does that it's mean? Like, it's like Apple t- uh, TV. Yeah, or, it's like Chromecast. It's another way to oh, stream. Oh, version of those. Yeah. I'm sure I didn't realize you didn't yeah. know no, that. No, no, I, 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 I got it. I've used so many of those TVs, yeah. it just seems like everybody has yeah. it. So. I have Chromecast, and I've yeah. used Apple TV, so it's similar to that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so Dan, are we going to do the? Uh, is, is your whole? Can we introduce you now with the news? Because I know we want to talk about the uh, the big asteroid. Yeah, is, that's can, all part I, of is it, that yeah. part of it? Okay, yeah. all right. Because well, I've yeah. been. Okay. I'm sorry. What? I don't want to step on your story. No, no, that's fine. Go ahead. Do do the next thing. And the next thing is your theme, by the way. Right. Okay. Here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hell of a big one, the quintessential anchor man. His By the way, just kudos to you and I, Fred, before I forget this, when we were talking to Rhino Dan Duran. Yeah. Talk about restraint. Mm hmm. Do you know, we, we didn't mention yeah. anything about that guy's wiener. Not once. That's right. Now you got thought give, about it for a I mean, second. Of course, I, Dan. You got to give us credit because we just stayed completely away from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, 
Absolutely. You I guys think, are yeah. very, very controlled <laughs> broadcasters. <laughs> well, see, when he explained that it was his real name, it sort of it, it sort of destroyed a line of questioning because I was thinking, oh, what, what? You have a big hammer, so you adopted the name. <laughs> That's Durant. right. That type of thing, but it's his real name, so all that sort of got shot to shit, you know. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to mention before I forgot because I thought, wow, that was a very that was very mature of us. No. Here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes as for credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang so he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low And now live from Lisa's place Where he's been fumbling around the Roku clicker To be specific here with his news and views Dan Duran as foreshadowed by Howard, mankind managed to smash a rocket into an asteroid live on TV last night. Very cool. More cool stuff to come, like a high-res video, a video of the whole thing, uh, and follow-up images from a side camera of the uh, impact, where you'll see the impact plume, and it'll be very exciting to yeah, see that coming pretty up. cool. Did you watch the thing? I, I did. did I watched it all. Timers and- no, no. I, I was watching the news, and then CNN broke away to the whole story. I don't know if you guys... Did you see it, friend? No. Okay. Was there much to see? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there was cool video of the actual, uh, what's the guy's name? The refrigerator? The spacecraft? Dirt? Dart? Dart? Oh, dart. 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 Yeah. Dart. So there was a great video of the spacecraft hitting, about to hit the asteroid. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they had another uh, screen open where they showed the people at NASA and in the control room at Mission Control. Very excited, right? So, But, Dan, did you see that shot of them at Mission Control? Yeah. Okay. Because they're all wearing the same clothes. <laughs> and yeah. for you, for people didn't see it. They were wearing khaki pants and a blue shirt. And I'm like, what? First of all, all you nerds are all like, hey, we're all going to wear the same uniform. But they look like they worked at Best Buy. <laughs> they did. They all, right. I'm like, they, right. did they get the they, these the guys that do tech at Best Buy to run this machine? <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. They, were, they also showed uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. He was wandering around there in the yeah. taking pictures and stuff. And, and, and here's the thing: the reason I brought up the fact that Dan, Fred and I didn't mention to other Dan Duran, Rhino Dan Duran, now has he'll be called mm-hmm. uh, anything. I, I it was. So I'm watching the coverage, and I and I wasn't high. I was just even. I was just eating my eggs, mm-hmm. and uh, the the woman said, uh, and that's the the big asteroid uh, next to the smaller one. That's a, that's not the one it's crashing into. That's asteroid Diddy Mouse. <laughs> and all I could think of, did she say Teddy Mouse? Because that would be a great name for an asteroid. And I'm like, how how old do you have to be before you think Teddy Mouse is funny? Isn't funny anymore? <laughs> like an but asteroid. Just imagine that. Ten years ago, they launched this thing to collide with that. Ten asteroid. months ago. Ten months ago? Oh, I yes. thought it was, yeah, it was November. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but even then. Uh, the uh, the accuracy, the pinpoint, like, how do you do I know. that? And, and and then to pull it off and it actually happens, but it's going to take some time to realize exactly how much it's going to move the asteroid for future mm-hmm. reference. It's all just these big brained people are something else, aren't they? 
And now we have protection. You know, there's a possibility. Yeah. You know, if it, it, well, if it, depending on the outcome of the uh, of the experiment, but at least mm-hmm. there's a way of doing something mm-hmm. about it, it now. So here's a question I, I was going to ask both of you as well when I was watching this. Because there was that movie, the Netflix movie, uh, Don't Look Up, that came out last Christmas about it. And everyone was, everyone was given notice that an a Earth-destroying event was about to happen. Right. <laughs> and so some of this talk was on CNN last night about, you know, now they have the technology. Should a Armageddon-like asteroid hit the Earth? But I thought, what I want to know, like, if, because, you know, to your point about it's 10 months away. Mm-hmm. So there, at some point, they would know, hey, there's mm-hmm. an asteroid coming to Earth that is going to end all life on the planet in a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That would be, I don't know if I want to be here for that year because, oh, fucking, because people are just going to go around stabbing each other in the eye. Right. You know, like that guy that stopped me and Stan on Sunday morning, that Mm -hmm. would have, one of us would have died. Yeah. People will just do everything they ever wanted to do. Yeah. No matter what it takes. Unrestrained. Yes. So would you want a a year's notice or a day's notice? I'd want a few weeks, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I need a year. Yeah. I don't want a year because you think think traffic's bad now. It gets right down to it, yeah. and we're all like in front of our television sets to see if this thing is going to be successful, and you know, throw it off uh, course so it won't hit Earth. And then it gets to that moment, and they go, "Oh, we missed." Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you know, we're all going to die. <sighs> yeah, and, and then uh, there's all the uh, conspiracy theorists that will uh, kick in. Uh-huh. I wonder how you know. Oh, really? It's going to be uh, an mm-hmm. asteroid, you know, so we can't really see it right now. It's, you know, no, it's far right. away to know about. Uh, you, you know, know and this is God's know. work because us special people, we will be saved. We will go to the special place. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine selling that to somebody now. Okay, here's what's happened. If you're a very good person your entire life, when you die, you go into the ground, but then you go into the sky too. <laughs> no, really? So much of this doesn't make sense because there's so much horrible things on earth. So if there's a God, why are there horrible things? That's the devil. That's right. Devil at work. You go to hell and burn. Mm. You know, it's. I, I don't want to. I'm going to say something. It's going to sound awful, but you know, so be it. You know, Theo Fleury throws around the God thing quite a bit. Mm. You know, you check his Twitter feed. It's always something to do with the Lord and God's way and whatever. And I thought, well, that's interesting because uh, God seems to like Theo Fleury now, but as a kid, maybe not so much. Yeah. Mm. No. You know, where was God then? Yeah. Yeah. You know, where was Gord? I'm sorry. Where was Gord then? Huh? Mm. Did uh, did Theo in those dark days pray to baby Jimmy? I don't know. The Theo thing is just such a tragic, tragic. It's it's just awful. I mean, again, what he's been through and what he is now. Like, I'm thinking, you know what? Theo Fleury, look at his history. He could be like on Hockey Night Canada as an analyst and making money and have this nice solid reputation and he's turned into a fucking idiot it's crazy yeah. um dan, dan do you have any uh, now dan you've uh, asked me to uh load the space force right, thing this is a little bit it's supposed to be a little bit more uh, um, fluid yeah it, but, uh, listen we're not looking for fluidity here on this program dan we're right. like uh, it's like yeah. the way you describe searching for the closed captioning on the roku that oh, is man. that is our show that's our show <laughs> Okay, so in We're the no meantime, better than that. Yes. Space Force has released their anthem. Now, I watched uh, the Space Force, the TV series, and there was uh, there was an episode on the creation of an anthem, which, which Wilco did. So when I heard this, 
I th- I really did think it had something to do with the TV show mm-hmm. Space Force. But no. Space Force, the one that Trump created, is still there. And last week, they released this very special anthem. Wow. So if uh, if you didn't have the closed captioning uh, set on your radio, on your uh, podcast yeah. here, this is what the lyrics are to that song. Yeah, what are they saying? We're the mighty watchful eye, guardians beyond the blue, the invisible front line, war fighters brave and true, mm. boldly reaching into space, there's no limit to our sky, standing guard both night and day, we're the space force from on high. Wow. That's serious. Yeah. Yes. That's an actual branch of the U.S. government. How did Trump's name not get in there? That's what I would, you know. Well, he's gone now. Yeah. That's why. Here's the other thing I'd ask. Who is this for? Like, because this sounds like something from the 19 fucking 40s. Like, it does. Yeah. Like, it it, it sounds literally like something out of a uh, 1940s newsreel before a movie. Mm -hmm. That's right, Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. America. Space Force has released its anthem today. (laughs) And now we'll all be protected against the uh, Nazi regime uh, as our allied boys and girls fight... (laughs) What the fuck is this? This is so bizarre. I, it, I it is. have trouble thinking it's serious. Obviously, it is. Well, I'll tell you what. The first season of Space Force with Steve Carell and John Malkovich, I thought it was great. Uh, season two came out, and like a lot of those things, it was. I started watching it for a couple episodes, and I, I sort of didn't didn't go back. But that first season was pretty funny. If you listen to the th- the theme for the show, not the anthem that they came up with, the theme for the show, that that would have been a better starting spo- point because that theme in the beginning of their you know TV series was pretty friggin' awesome. Yeah, I mean you know just as far as you know it's it's this but a little bit better done with no lyrics. It was just uh, you know an orchestra. Oh, like this this would be a, something from you know something cool from uh, Bowie would be a better. No, just I just the whole tone of that just seems weirdly. Yeah, uh, you know, old fashioned, old, and uh, yeah. you think way out of, uh, yeah, you know. Um, by the way, speaking of uh, episodes, episodes, <laughs> episodes, yeah, episodes. Speaking of episodes, I've been uh, watching uh, House of Dragon, which you and I started watching together. Yes. Uh, I just finished watching episode six last night. Oh, and, uh, right. I'm still. I'm at four. Dude, and, and isn't it good? Yeah. I think it's amazing. really good. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember if uh, Fred. Uh, yeah, I know you haven't watched this, but you you did watch Game of Thrones, right? You like that? Oh yes. Well, you're gonna if you like. Here's the thing. I would say if you like the Game of Thrones, you're gonna like uh, House of the Dragon. But uh, for you people that have watched episode six, something weird happened for the first five or six minutes of the episode. I had to stop it and go Google something. Mm. Uh, but I don't want to give it away. It was just a really weird. Uh, 
thing. Okay. I have another recommend, by the way. Yes. Uh, because it just it just started going last week, which was uh, Andor. It's the latest in the uh, Star Wars, uh, mm. you know, TV series. You can pick up on the last one was okay. uh, Kenobi. This one is Andor. So Andor, I recommend. It's it's not so deep into the you know Jedi mindset okay. kind of thing. It's just way uh, it's way different. It's it, it, and it's very cool. So check it out. Well, for the longest time, I thought Dan Duran Fred would replace James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader because of his amazing ballsy voice. But um, the most iconic voice in cinema will now be voiced by artificial intelligence. The story, mm. James Earl Jones signs over the rights to his voice or the rights to the voice of Darth Vader. Um, from now on, uh, I don't know if he got any money for it, but according to this report, after 45 years of being the voice of Vader, he um, has allowed them to, I guess, sample his voice in some way uh, in an AI uh, manner, and uh, his voice will live on as Darth Vader for years to come down. That was sad news when I heard that. I uh, that voice is like from the CNN voice to the yeah. Darth Vader voice. He's just got an amazing. We were talking about voices earlier in the yeah. show. His, that though timber that he has is amazing. So why is it sad? It will live on forever. Well, dude, he's ninety-one years old. Mm-hmm. He's got no time oh. left for voicing. It, it narrows job opportunities for others. Is this yeah. interesting? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Anyway, my son is really uh, delving deep into AI in various forms, and you know, finding out about it, exploring it, and getting getting into the the art side of it. But uh, he was pointing out and, and wants me to do this, and I'll do this in the next short while of, of training an AI on your voice. And he's got the uh, the website and the author- authorization stuff to do it on my voice to just see how how good it is at this point. So cool. that's, that's coming soon. In a, All right. He's showing around news. Stuff. It's crazy. Crazy. Um, Frederick, are you uh, all caught up? No. Okay. Well, Dan, before we uh, sign off, Fred and I have uh, these important messages. Uh, the Retirement Sherpa, Tim Niblett, will be by tomorrow again. Uh, we mentioned this yesterday. Tim, I'm sure we'll touch on it tomorrow. Uh, the volatile uh, markets right now, up and down, uh, mostly down. Uh but again, he's a calming effect. He'll explain, you know, the ups and downs of long-term investing. You know, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, so relax. He's the retirement Sherpa. Listen, a lot of Humble and Fred listeners have come over to Sherpa to handle their money. The results have been fantastic. That's all you need to know. He's the retirement Sherpa, retirementsherpa.ca. And this program has been uh, baked fresh today and brought to you by GoDaddy, powering small business and entrepreneurs for over a quarter century and serving over 20 million customers around the planet. GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain, create a website, and everything else you need to get your business online if you've got a great idea for a side hustle this is the place to get it started maybe an online store you've been waiting to finally launch now's the times to do it uh no better time than now get your domain create your website with godaddy and bring it to life godaddy's free and friendly 24 7 support and they're here to help you every step of the way you can even start your website for free no credit card required for more details visit godaddy.ca to learn more all right, Dan's got to go. Uh, yeah, and uh, tomorrow's another day. Uh, Jeff uh, Woods will join us tomorrow. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, as you mentioned, the retirement Sherpa. It's another, uh, we're doing four days this week. It's crazy, but uh, it has to be done. And uh, Yes, grueling, grueling. It's too grueling. much. Hey, we, oh, okay, we're, well, I'm we're sorry, leaving no. now. Well, we, Collectively, we're leaving? Okay. Uh, no, do you have more? No, I was just, uh, we got an email uh, from Gord. <laughs> an update to the Oakville teacher from yesterday, and it sort of lends itself to what we were talking about yesterday, but we can talk about it tomorrow. Uh, do you want to save it for email day? Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and your that. story, Fred, that you sent me yesterday, we'll do tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yes, oh, okay. We have a, it's all ready to go. Very, very dense program. We don't have time for everything. Now. Yeah. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Here's Dan. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and HealthGage. You can email us. We'd love to hear from you. Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com. Like us, subscribe, give us all the stars. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And tune in tomorrow for the Dan Duran news coverage of the South Beach Beatlet butt lift. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I can't even say it. Do it again. Tune in tomorrow for Dan Duran news coverage of the South Beach butt lift and my easy-to-understand Roku closed caption seminars coming soon. As Howard says, enjoy every gorgeous damn day. Bottles and cans, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. Where's that?